Cardi B once said. Go on. Every great sentence starts with the line Cardi B once said. No, you know what? I love it. to episode nine of Art Mythos. African mythology told through art. We're your hosts, Solomon and Adra. Adra and Solomon. Solomon. <laughs> Whichever way you want to say it, really. And how wild is it that we're nearly at our 10th episode of this? 10? Yeah. Big one zero. Like, like that's crazy. Damn, that's like that's a decade. Yeah, but, no. <laughs> oh, same gosh. Difference, same difference. But yeah, we've been doing this for... A while now, and as we said in the last episodes, we're something of a bit of like professionals now. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah. This sure. is us. You be the judge. Okay. So yesterday was the eighth of March. So happy International Women's Day, y'all. You know, happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, seeing as March is the month of women, mothers, and all things good. This episode, as promised, we're moving out of Yoruba land and exploring different pantheons. Oh, where do you feel like going today? I feel like going somewhere hot with beautiful attractions, you know. I'm tired of this rain and I just want out. I just want out. <sighs> okay, okay. I've got just the place for you. Okay. We will be travelling to the Canary Islands. Ooh. Okay, not actually, just in case you're <laughs> too excited about that. Where's that. my train ticket? Oh, train ticket. Plane ticket. I want to be flown. <laughs> but yes, but here on this island is yes. where we can introduce you to our newest painting mm-hmm. of the goddess Chikaraxi. That's Chikaraxi. Like, when I first saw um, this Obviously, you know, because we research these goddesses and gods and Orishas. And when I first came across Chikraxi, I, I saw the name and I was like, how do you even begin to pronounce this name? Bro, you're talking about pronouncing. Like, My dyslexia was actually <laughs> up. There's X's popping up in like different like, locations. What? I don't know where the I belongs. There's like, A's everywhere. Okay, so it's, it's not C-H-I-X-A-R-A-X-I. Yeah. Oh, or is it spelled C H A X I? Oh, wait, look, look at me. I am, I'm reading Solomon's spelling of this. It's actually sorry. I am dyslexic. So it's actually spelt. Like, right. <laughs> okay, but we will have it floating yeah. over here. But for the podcast audio listeners, it's um, C H A X I R A X I. So imagine, imagine if that's wrong. That, no, that's right. It's a mouthful. So, yeah, Chikraxi. Um, I think we also came across another pronunciation, which was Shasi. Yeah. Which I like, because I feel like that sounds so beautiful. It sounds like something like out of Game of Thrones or something. Yeah, so sometimes we'll say Chikaraxi, sometimes we'll say Shasi. But it's the same person. Yes. Same goddess, even. Put some respect on that. Okay. okay, so I will be taking you through a lovely introduction on this beautiful goddess, Shasi. I can't wait to hear this.
So, Shasi is a goddess known as the Sun Mother in the religion of the Aboriginal. Okay, I'm gonna say this word. Is it Guanche? How do you say it? Guanche? I, I say Guanche people. Guanche. Okay, I'm gonna Guanche. go with Guanche because it sounds. Sounds very like Rick and Morty, kind of, but I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Guanche. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so yeah, so is known as the Sun Mother in the religion of the Guanche inhabitants of the Canary Islands, as we told you a bit. That's where we're going. Mm -hmm. So the native term Guanchine, translated, means person of Tenerife. Okay. So Guan meaning person and Ashine meaning Tenerife. I could mm -hmm. be getting these pronunciations all the way wrong, but. So the word is now mostly used to refer to the pre-Hispanic indigenous inhabitants of the entire islands. Okay. So you know the the, the black people. <laughs> okay. So um, although the Canaries belong to Spain, they are situated just off the coast of northwest Africa. And the Guanches are actually Berbers, who I think you'll go into more information. I will, I will. So yeah, they're Berbers who have been in the Canary Islands for as long as 3,000 years. Mm. So, you know, they've been there. They, they, been there, done that. That's Got their the location. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, as I said, Seoul will go into the Berbers a bit more, but they're just an ethnic group indigenous to the Marheb, my pronunciation, region of North Africa. So like Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, Libya, those areas. The whole northern yeah. hemisphere. Yeah. So, although the Guanches don't. Well, I said hemisphere, it's probably not hemisphere. <laughs> but the northern region, hemisphere just sounded good. I disagree because I'm bad at geography, so I'm just like, yeah, it sounds great mm -hmm. to me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, although the Guanches don't necessarily exist as a distinct ethnic group in mm -hmm. the Canaries, traces of their culture and language can still be found there. And happy International Women's Day because their DNA tests show that a high proportion of the Canarian population have Guanxi ancestry from their female lineage. Yeah. Oh. So from the female lineage in um, the Canaries, there's a lot of like Guanxi ancestry. Okay. So, you know, we really carry, no, I say we, but I'm not from there, but you know what I mean? <laughs> we as in the women. Um, that makes sense. So it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, no. Yes, cool. So Shasi was one of the principal goddesses of the Pantheon, um, which is like this awesome, extensive Guanxi Pantheon that I'm sure we'll definitely cover in later episodes and you'll cover as well, because yes. you got quite excited when you when you saw about that. So Yes, I will be saying a little bit. I'll give you a crash course. Yeah. So she's associated with this star called the Canopus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're smiling because is this what you're gonna say? I'm gonna say a bit of it, but okay. not a lot. Am I, okay, yeah, cool. You're good to carry on. So yeah, the Canopus is the brightest star in the southern constellation of Canaria, and it's the second brightest star in the night sky. So it's pretty sick. Like I, I, I feel like that was quite cool. So let me tell you the meaning of Shasi, as it's such an interesting name. Like as we said, I didn't even know how to pronounce it when I first saw it. Like it's literally such a cool name. And mm. according to scholars of the Guanxi language, Shasi means either she who holds up the heavens mm. or bearer of he who possesses the world. So it's often translated as sun mother or mother of the sun, but that is normally the goddess title rather than like the actual meaning of her name, which is she who holds up the heavens. Yes. Um, so she's also associated by some people with the alleged appearance um, circa 1392 of the version of Candelaria. What was I even saying this right? Candel Can uh, Candelaria. 
on, yeah, on Guma, on the island of Tenerife. Mm-hmm. So it's such a cool story about this statue. Okay. Um, so basically, the worship of Sashi as a goddess in the Canaries um, continued very in a very surprising way to do with this statue. So according to legends told by early Spanish settlers, a statue of the Virgin Mary, I just did inverted commas for me. <laughs> Virgin Mary. Mary. No, okay. Holding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this statue was holding a child in one hand and a green candle in the other, mm-hmm. and it was discovered on a beach on the island of Tenerife by two Guanche goat herders. So obviously, this was in 1392, before the islands were conquered by Spain. Yes. So one of the goat herders tried to throw a stone at the statue, but his arm became paralyzed. Arm, oh, arm. Like dead. Like, like, you know, we have a, yeah, like, dead, like, I don't know if you've ever slept on your arm and then you lose all the blood circulation in this dead, because that happens to me a lot, but it was yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Dead arm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the other goat herder tried to stab the statue with a knife, weird flex, but okay. Um, but he ended up stabbing himself. Yeah. Okay. So well. these goat herders were like, okay, this is some interesting statue, like, it's got some power behind it. So they took the statue to their king, who recognised it as a sacred artefact and kept it in his cave place, palace, sorry. Yeah. So this statue became known as the image of Shasi. Okay. Um, so this was because it was holding a baby, so it was easy to see as a mother goddess. And as well as this, it was also holding a candle, which was a source of light. So they found it very easy to also associate it with the goddess who gave birth to the sun. So they're like, oh my right. God, this must be a statue of Shasi. Okay, so did they literally think that, you know, this image or this statue of the goddess was just dropped onto that yeah, island yeah, from the heavens? From the heavens, yeah. And, yeah, damn. And yeah. obviously because it had these weird, like, self-protecting powers, they were like, mm. it's definitely something of, like, a goddess. Yeah, I'd lose my shit too. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so later, a Guanxi who was enslaved by the Spanish um, and converted to Christianity, mm. recognised the statue as the Virgin Mary. Um, so this Guanchi took it to another cave where it was then venerated as the Virgin Mary. So now this statue's kind of been colonised, <laughs> for lack of a better term. And it's... I mean, was it really colonised? Because if it was originally the Virgin Mary, then... It wasn't originally the Virgin Mary, they don't know. From this story, it just came out of it, they just, two goat herders found it. I thought what they were saying was that, so a statue was dropped onto this island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, someone made that statue. I mean... Okay. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, Okay, so if someone did make that statue, it yeah. would have been made from a different island and it floated yeah, onto this island. Yeah. And so, if it was made as the Virgin Mary and it was dropped onto this island, and these people found it, and then they say, oh, we rec- it has these symbols that seem mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, same mm-hmm. as our goddess. Yeah. So, we made it our goddess. Yeah. And then this... That, that could be a good way of it. But mm. I saw quite a few stories. I didn't write them all down, but there was one... Because obviously this statue is quite dark-skinned, isn't it? So, mm. And you know the Virgin Mary is meant to be white, whatever. So, um, but I saw like another like interpretation of it where someone was like, it may have fallen from like the front of a ship. Mm. You know, like when people used to put like carving statues like to decorate the ship. Yeah. They said it must have... It might have fallen from like one of the front of the ships because sometimes mm. people used to carve like images like that around ships. Yes. And adding on to that, mm-hmm. um, apparently the reason why it would have been dark skin mm-hmm. um, 
like in terms yeah. of black skins because apparently something to do with the materials that they like a really expensive oil or mm. material used to do the carving or mm. to do to make the clay or whatever is made up this like really dark material so it's like really expensive so the most expensive thing so they would have used that to create yeah. this this holy this statue, statue yeah and yeah um, really interesting yeah so like so soon enough like archaeologists and everyone say that this cave that the statue is now in is like a holy site um and many of the guanchi continue to see the statue as shasi um but some people see no difference between this mother goddess and the mother of god mary so mm. there's quite a lot of crossovers there um so when the islands were conquered the spanish believed that the guanchi were already christians because of the statue because they saw it as the virgin mary mm. so they were like oh these people are already christians um but yeah this original statue there's this like self-protecting one was lost in 1826 when a tsunami came and carried it out to sea um from which it apparently to the sea that it emerged from this tsunami came and took it back um so the statue that is there now is a copy of the original okay yeah and actually sorry one last thing something really interesting that i came across um was that so this veneration of the version of candelaria also the virgin mary also the chassis statue spread through different countries and actually became to be identified as different goddesses okay yeah. so like for instance in the caribbean religion of santeria um and the yoruba storm goddess oya like so people from different regions and religions that see this statue mm. interpret it as different people yeah so some yoruba people interpret the statue as oya okay, that makes um sense. some brazilian people um interpret the statue as this goddess called Kanumbli, which i feel like i've come across her before but i've heard the name yeah Kanumbli. yeah okay. and some people actually even um interpret her as the love goddess ocean in Hinduism, they interpret her as the goddess Kali, who rules over time. And in the indigenous religion of Andes, um, they interpret her as the mother goddess of the earth, Pachamama. Um, so she's the mother goddess of the earth, time and fertility and harvest. Apparently that's the closest interpretation to Shasi, like across the different regions. Okay. regions. Yeah. So I feel like it's always interesting to see like all these links from various pantheons and figures and religions and yeah definitely and what's really interesting is seeing how you know it sort of evolves as it goes through different cultures yeah 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 and yeah i guess i'll talk a bit more about how it evolved going backwards as like yeah. where it evolved from as yeah, well yeah so you just see it's like a continuous yeah. sort of evolution of the stories and i think the main reason is because you know, if we're talking about like a mother goddess yeah. and like to do with the sun yeah. and like the stars, you know, that's something that was always there and pertinent to any civilization. So creating these stories or ways of explaining it was definitely, you know, something that they had to do. Yeah. And it's so cool how even though like all these different like religions and everything are so different in terms of like regions and like culture, their pantheons are always very similar very, i feel like yeah. it's the one thing that links everything mm -hmm. is their way of describing their interpretation of the world it's always like extremely similar which is so cool to see like it's it's yeah. like it's more like it's kind of more like how the mind interprets things and it's like everyone always ends up coming to the same conclusion yes 
Definitely. So, so cool, yeah. Really cool. Um, so to wrap up the segment, Shasi has a special festival on August the 15th to celebrate the end of the harvest season. And at that time, food is usually shared. So do you want to make a guess as to what type of food people have during this August 15th special festival for Shasi? It's very random, so I'll be surprised if you get like at least one of them. Um, I'll give you a clue for okay. one. So think mother goddess, think mother. Milk? Yeah. Oh! Shit. <laughs> I don't think you get that. It's better than the first clue I was going to do. What were you going to say? Is, I don't know, because I was thinking of like stars and things. I mean, some reason, How are people going to eat got, stars? I was going to say starfish. <laughs> Patrick! <laughs> do people even eat not starfish? Not Patrick, no. Why not? Is it just like. Anyway, that's a massive that's, detour. That's, yeah. <laughs> I, I, need to, I need to figure that out. I wonder what this. Because they, they look like tongues. Yeah, but I've seen people eat a lot weirder things. I'm gonna have to Google that. Um, You'll see a mukbang of it. <laughs> <laughs> Never do that, Patrick. So yeah, so foods such as milk, flour, um, flour made from roasted grains, sheep and goat's meat are usually shared during this festival. And that is the introduction into the lovely mother goddess, goddess of the sun, Shasi, Chikraxi. That is amazing. You know what I was going to say? Um, imagine if you just got like, um, I wonder what we would sort of come up with if you had a blank template of, you know, these are stars, these are the moons, these are like the, like a blank template mm. of what the world is. No science to explain mm -hmm. it. What sort of stories would we create, create yeah. out of nothing about like templates? And I've always wanted to try it. And maybe one day we should try it as a creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exercise. But I think the best way to try it is if you have, if, if you if you have access to a child. If you have access, <laughs> you have to, have a access to a child. If you have access to a child. If you've got a child locked up. <laughs> I know what you meant. But if, like. If, if you can talk to <laughs> There's no good way of saying this, right? Okay, so. If you have like a little son or daughter or nephew or niece or little cousin, or, you know, someone that hasn't yet been influenced by the, the world, mm -hmm. if you literally say to them, like take them, like, <laughs> what the hell? Uh -huh. like, so like show them the, the stars and the sky and the sun and stuff like that. And be like, where do you I think? Show you the be like, where do you think this came from? And cause you know, sometimes children come up with the like coolest and weirdest things. Mm. So if you literally be like, obviously they have to be able to talk a bit. But where do stars like, come from? Yeah, if you just literally be like, where do you think these came from? I don't know if they were able to comprehend it at that age, but I feel like it'd be cool to see what they'd say. Definitely. Because okay. there's not yet been, you know. Step one, find a child. Bye, okay. And that brings us on to our next <laughs> segment. <laughs> Imagine now we're on the Canary Islands. Imagine there's a green screen behind us. Ah. We've been taken away to the Canary Islands. Yeah. You know, it's a popular destination for many mm -hmm. people in the UK. Um, you know how many people have said they're trying to get out of Tenerife? You know, they want to be flown out. Flewed out. Flewed out. Anyway, one of the most popular tourist attractions is Mount Tide. Oh, okay. Um, and that's an active volcano on the island of Tenerife. Of course it is. And its last eruption was in like 1909. 
and it's visible from many parts of the island. So imagine that's going to be look it up on Google. Okay, it, it's you know it's, it's like going to be very appreci- scary when that volcano erupts. Mm-hmm. It's an appreci- it's an impressive mountain. What's it called again? Um, Mount Taide. Mount Taide. Okay. Yeah. So the mountain meant to the Guanche um, people what Mount Olympus meant to the ancient Greeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know, it was supposed to be like the home of their gods, and yeah. it's supposed to, you know, it's believed to hold up the sky. And you know, if you see how impressive it is, you can understand why they think that their gods would have lived up there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Although you might have covered it a little bit, you're probably wondering, you know, who the Guanche people are yeah. and why are they relevant to us? Well, obviously, Adrian's already told you a bit about this, um, but I'm going about to, I'm about to tell you just a tiny, a tiny bit more. Okay, so <clears throat> the Guanche people were the first inhabitants of the Canary Islands, yeah, um, and their myths and legends, you know, still resonate through the ages, giving small glimpses to the remarkable people. You know, some of their traditions and folklore still endure. That just told us a bit about. Anyway, so the Guanche inhabited the, the island long before the Spanish, you know, and their, and their descendants of the Berber people, um, you know, who were from the African mainland and they migrated to the island around 1000 BC. Um, so yeah, so minute, adds up. So it's like 3000, you said 3000. Yeah, yes. 3000. The maths is maxing, okay. I'm not good at math. I'm just gonna say this. <laughs> yeah, so some of the some of the mythology, legends, and traditions still persist. And so I thought to talk to you today about you know the their pantheon of gods and our main woman, Chikaraxi. Um, you know she's one of the main members of the pantheon mm-hmm. as previously established. So here's a crash course of the Guanches mythology. Yay! So. The supreme god of the Guanche uh, uh, of Tenerife was someone called Akiaman. I might be saying this wrong, but yeah, I'm gonna say Akiaman, yeah, Akiyaman. or Akaman. Akaman. Yeah. So Akman. this is their. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so this is their creator and father god, whose name means the skies. He was the immortal, omnipotent creator of the land, air, fire, and water. Give me Avatar vibes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all of that. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. um, so all living creatures owed their existence to him. Ackerman um, lived in the sky, but would sometimes manifest himself on the mountaintops to look upon the world which he had created. <laughs> so imagine just seeing a big old head in the sky, just uh. looking down at you like, hey, don't mind me. I'm just watching. Uh. I created you, you know. <laughs> Sounds like a Family Guy skit or something. Yeah, it's like I'm watching. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's like someone playing Sims and just like looking yeah. down at the creation and all that. So yeah, in the Guanche's mythology, um, Gaiota um, was the equivalent of the devil and um, shared similar characteristics with other divinities around the world associated with volcanoes. Okay. So think like Takar in Moana. Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Gaiota lived inside the peak of Mount Taide, known as Ekihide. It was a place similar to hell and the entrance to the underworld and 
abode of like lesser demons. Mm-hmm. So you know when Maui and Moana sort of dive into that volcano um, yeah. to find his hook. Yeah. So this is a spoiler alert, but you know if you haven't watched Moana by now, where have you? What been? are you doing? Like, where have you been? Get on the program. So yeah, in the um, Guanxi pantheon, the god of the sun and light was called Magic, and was the most important of their um, divinities. You know, although the gender of magic is ambiguous, mm. don't know, don't know, don't know, don't, we don't know. know. Nice. Anyway, um, the name means possesses radiance Ooh. or mother of brightness. Ooh. Beautiful names, right? <coughs> Why mother if the gender is ambiguous? I thought that as well. But I guess if you're ambiguous, you're yeah. Yeah, you can you know go Ishi, from one they, to the other. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. Love it. Um, Love yeah. It. So according to the Guanxi legend, Goyota kid, so Goyota the devil yeah. figure kidnapped and imprisoned Magic mm-hmm. in Mount Taide. Um with magic uh, with magic um, mm-hmm. incarcerated inside the volcano. The world fell into darkness. Ooh. Yeah. So when I heard the story, it was very similar to you know when um, in Hades stories of like. Persephone and how he tricked her yes. to be his wife, yes. allegedly. And, and yeah. you know, when she's in Hades, you know, the place yeah. um, is the reason for winter, winter um, yeah. in the upper world. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of really similar to that. So the world outside fell into darkness because she was kidnapped in this volcano. So the people were afraid and prayed to the supreme god Ackerman to free magic. Yeah. And Ackerman um, heard the people and fought and defeated Goyota, setting magic free, restoring sun and light to the world. No. Um, he imprisoned Goyota in the volcano, in the volcanic center of Mount Taide, um, where he, you know, he rem- remained trapped ever since. Mm-hmm. And whenever Mount Taide erupted, um, you know, people thought that it was him sort of stirring up again. Mm. But what they did, so interesting. <laughs> so when they saw this mountain erupt, this volcano erupt, mm. they would light fires oh. on its slopes. So they'll go on the slopes where you see lava coming down, Bruh. light fire on it. Okay. Yeah, on it to taunt and frighten the god Gaiota. So imagine the volcano is literally erupting, erupting. and you just go on there, lighting fires. Like, okay. take that, Gaiot. Like, yeah, that, boy, that, if you don't it, run, like, if you what? don't run. None of them made it out alive. Yeah, nah. Damn. But yeah, um, another important goddess of the Ganshi Pantheon mm-hmm. was Shikarexi. And obviously, just the most important one for this episode. Yeah. Um, she is considered the sun mother and the great celestial mother um, associated with Canopus, 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 um, the star. And, you know, as you said, it's yeah. the second brightest star in the um, night sky, yeah. second only to Sirius, which is like the main sky. Yeah. Um, don't quote me on this. I'm not an astrologist or a zodiac <laughs> babe, but I think, you know, since we've both said it now, it must be it true. Must be true. <laughs> You heard it here. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I won't lie to you. It was hard to find information on Chekaraxi. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah, eventually I found out why. Why? 
it's because she met, she has, I, I said might may have, but she has evolved from Tanit, which was the goddess worshipped by the Berber ancestors. Right, okay. So the, 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 fir- like the first it, it used to be Tanit before. And then they changed it to Shazi or yeah, Chikraxi. Chikraxi. Um, on the island of Tenerife. Yeah, okay. Um, but if we take a step further back, um, Berber mythology is a set of ancient beliefs of the Berber people and one of the oldest inhabitants of North Africa. Mm. Many of the Berber beliefs have local origins, while others are the product of foreign influences, mm-hmm. so like Sub-Saharan Africa, mm-hmm. Egyptian, mm-hmm. the Phoenic, Phoenician, mm-hmm. the Iberian, I- Arabian, Greek, Jewish, mm-hmm. Christian, and Islamic mythology. It's a melting pot mm-hmm. of these different mythologies and influences to make sort of like the systems. So Tanit, or Tanit, is the great goddess of Carthage, worshipped there as its chief deity. She is the sky goddess who ruled over the sun, the stars, and moon. And as the mother goddess, she was you know, invoked for like fertility. Yeah. So Carthage, if you're asking, where's Carthage? I was thinking, what is Carthage? Thank you. (laughs) So Carthage was like an ancient city, um, like back in the time, I think it's probably like before the Greeks or it's around the same time as the Greeks. Yeah. They're one of the great enemies of the Greek. Um, And so it was was the main city of the Phoenician um, colony in Mm -hmm. in Northern Africa. So you're going to have to look it up on the map but it spans across the top of North Africa and like the south of Spain and Italy and like the Lebanon areas for our geographers out there. But yeah, Carthage itself was situated not too far from the modern city of Tunis or Tunisia. Oh! Yeah. So Tanit was their highest deity of the city called the Lady of Carthage. With her consort, Baal the god of the sky, mm-hmm. she watched over and protected Carthage. Nice. So Carthage was once the great enemy of Rome. Um, I said Greeks, but... Yeah. Rome. The great enemy of Rome. Okay. Yes. And the, you know, and they had that like, three bitter wars, you know, fought between the two powers over the course of more than hundreds of years wow. in the third and second century BCE. Yeah. So the Romans eventually were the victors and in their hatred, utterly destroyed the city. Ugh. Yeah. Destroyed. Sorry, I, sorry to segue, <laughs> but I literally really hate it when like, you hear of like historical events that have happened and like one group just completely destroys like the whole lineage and history of another. Cause it really affects like how, like we read history. Yeah. And I feel like during, obviously during that time, they don't either didn't care or they just didn't understand the impact that that would have had. Yeah, yeah. And obviously history is written by the victors. Back to Rome winning. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Romans. Yeah. So um, the Romans, despite their hatred for the Carthaginians, mm-hmm. identified Tanit with their um, goddess Juno Lucina. Okay. So Juno was, um, what was she? She was the same as Hera, who was the wife of Zeus, but yeah. in the Roman pantheon. Oh, cool. Yeah. She was the wife of Jupiter. Okay. Her name is Juno. Anyway, um, so they identified Tanit um, with the aspect of their great goddess 
Juno, um, you know, as a great mother and a great goddess and a patron of childbirth mm -hmm. and a light goddess who brings forth, you know, children into the day. Um, so, but also, as Tanit was also, you know, the goddess of the sky, the Romans named her Dia Celestia, mm. the heavenly goddess. So, yeah, and also as, you know, as a byproduct of its proximity to North Africa, the god Tenet also finds its way into the Egyptian pantheon. I was going to say, I recognise it from that, mm -hmm. yeah. So as Nenet. Yes, that's Also it. known as Nuit. Yeah. Or Nuit. And, you know, she has a rich story, but that is for another week. Because yeah. um, we need to do a bit more interrogating into this. But it does take us in a nice way into, you know, the Egyptian pantheon, which is something that we really want to... Yeah. And um, we've started delving into. So, you know, this will be an interesting, interesting yeah. um, segue into it. So, yes, that is what I know about Chikaraxi or Tanit. Tanit. Um, yeah, and that was really it. an interesting also, like, delve into the whole pantheon and background of like, it was really good. Yeah, it's actually quite like a, um, there was a, a good story behind their sort of their whole pamphlet. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's one of those things that could be made into, you know, a story, yeah. you know, Disney. Okay, I guess that is what Moana, if, if you look but, deep into it, that was what that, Moana Yeah, was. yeah, yeah, that's true. That is very true. Yeah. 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 I so, like yeah. it. Yeah, love it. The castle. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's honestly great to find out these stories. Yeah, and, you know, it's genuinely so interesting. And, to look into it. and now you guys know as well. Now if you, you don't know, know, now you know. <laughs> okay, so our next segment, as you know, is the African folktale. Yeah. Um, so Adra is going to take us through an amazing folktale, and I wonder what it is. So my folktale today is called The Girls Who Wanted New Teeth. Eh? <laughs> you know what this sounds like? This sounds like, what's her name? Cardi B once said. <laughs> Go on. Every great sentence starts with the line Cardi B once said. <laughs> no, you know what? I love it. <laughs> you know what? She tweeted about um, it's better to get a PBL than it is to get uh, your teeth fixed. Really? Yeah, because no one ever cared about crooked teeth, but they do care about that. Arguable. <laughs> I feel like it's better to get none. But if I really had to choose. You don't gotta oh, choose, okay. baby. Okay. But if I really had to choose, <laughs> I'd choose new teeth because at least I wouldn't die. You know, the, the risk of dying. Mm, mm, so, mm, yeah. Mm, um, even though I don't want my teeth shaving down. Yeah, are we talking veneers here? Yeah. No, I'll just, just do, I'll just do braces. Yeah, I'll, I'll do braces, please. Me too. Anyway, so, <laughs> like we're actually going to go and get to... We're not. Anyway, we're, we're actually not. Never we're that. beautiful. Never that. And we we're pro, pro yeah. all natural. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, if you want to do surgery, that's on you. 100%. You do it. You go, girl. You, do, you go, you boy. Baby girl. These you girls, go, Blanco, These go. girls just want their new teeth. Let's get back to the girls <laughs> that wanted their teeth. Okay? They want their teeth. Okay. The funny thing They're is... They're out there with their gums out there. Oh, tell the story. They want their teeth, girl. So, yeah, this story is from the 
Banya Rwanda people in Rwanda. Hey, that is quite... It's quite a mouthful, yeah. Banya Rwanda people in Rwanda. Banya Rwanda people in Rwanda. Yeah. Basically a Rwanda folktale. Quick disclaimer. I I know it's called The Girls Who Wanted New Teeth, but it's literally only that the first five seconds of the story is about this whole teeth thing. And then it just segues... Wanna have teeth. Girls just wanna, wanna have, have teeth. teeth. Oh, girls, girls just, just wanna, wanna have teeth. Happy International Women's Day. <laughs> Get them teeth, girl. <laughs> I want to see you <laughs> Um. So, a few young girls agreed together that they would go and get teeth created for them, but one of them was unable to join. Okay, is this? <laughs> Is this a new book till like yeah, 2020? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's so the girl said in a group chat, <laughs> girl, I want to get new teeth. Like, me too. Let's go get it together. But unfortunately, one of the squaddies were unable to join. Um, but this is because this girl's mother was dead and she had a stepmother who made her do a lot of work and made her life such a burden. So as a result, this girl was so poor, asking for new teeth from her stepmother was out of the question. This is our modern day teetherella. <laughs> so when her friends came back and showed her their beautiful teeth, she was determined to carry on with her work and get her teeth. Like, you know, she was like, let me finish my day's work. I'm going to get these teeth by myself. Mm-hmm. So when the cows came home in the evening, she lit the fire so the smoke would drive away any mosquitoes and then helped with the milking of the cows. So she basically did her chores. Um, she served the evening meal. After supper, she bathed, oiled herself and left the house before anyone could notice. So before she made it far in the dark, she met a hyena who said to her, you maiden, where are you going? She answered, I'm going where all the other girls went. Father's wife would not let me go with them. So I'm going myself. Okay. The hyena said, go on then, child of Amana, and let her go in, and let her go in peace. So Amana in Rwanda is um the crazed creator deity in the Banya Rwanda religion. Okay. So he's like the creator god, Amana. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the girl walked on and after a while she met a lion who asked her the same question that the hyena asked her. Where are you going? And she answered the same way she answered the hyena, and the lion said, Go on then, child of Amana, and let her go in peace. So she walked on into the night and as dawn was breaking, she met Imana himself. He was represented as an old chief with a kind face. And he said to her, little maid, where are you going? And she answered, I've been living with my stepmother and she gives me so much to do that I couldn't get away and come with the other girls to ask for new teeth. So I came by myself. So it turns out this Imana guy is the teeth guy. That's a (laughs) fairy god. god. (laughs) Fairy 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 god teeth. Teeth fairy. (laughs) A whole new meaning for Tooth Fairy. So, Imana said to her, you shall have them. And he gave her not only new teeth, but new skin too. Oh, I thought you were about to say it. Not just new teeth, I pimped your vibe. <laughs> you got grills. <laughs> like, you no, can bling it. <laughs> it's literally like, pick my ride. Where you go in and you're like, oh yeah, I like, I don't know, I like tennis. And they put like a bloody tennis court in your boot or something, something random like that, or fish tag because you have fish. You liked it so much. <laughs> we gave you fish tag. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? 
I made you a teeth. <laughs> so yeah, Imana said, um, I'm going to give you new teeth and new skin as well. And he made her beautiful all over. Wait, 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 wait. When you say new skin, uh, probably just, you know, she was a teenager, so probably just fresh skin, you know. Okay, okay. Free we're, from we're, pimples. We're, we're just talking, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking skin tone or anything like that, please. Okay, cool. Black is beautiful. So, yeah. He also gave her new clothes and brass armlets and anklets and ornaments. She looked like a completely different girl. She was like, Damn. just came back from Turkey. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Like a careful father, Imana saw her on her way home and when they got to her village, he said to her, when you get home, whatever you do, you must not laugh or smile at anyone. Oh, no got, context. She got a Botox. <laughs> she got a Botox. She <laughs> like, <clears throat> so she's not allowed to laugh or smile at anyone and then he left. So we prepared for a lot of different segues because you know how sometimes these folk tales go? It starts off on one tangent and ends off like, if you watch an episode of Family Guy, you'll understand. You know how they always start off with something mm, in the beginning mm. of the episode and then at the end is like a completely different storyline. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So when her stepmother saw her coming, she didn't recognise... Although... Okay, sorry. <laughs> Damn. You changed up <laughs> mid-sentence. <laughs> although, the, it is still relevant what happens here. Ignore what I said. Okay. So when her stepmother saw her coming, she didn't recognise her at first. Okay. But as soon as she did like come to know who she was, she cried out. She's been stealing things from the cheese place. Like, where did she get those bees and bangles? She must have been driving off her father's cows to sell them. Like, where did she get all these? Where was she pimped out from? Like, what is going on? So the stepmother was asking the girl all these questions about where she got her cloth and her bangles and her beads. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry Don't about worry. it, sweetheart. <laughs> That's the split. It's the split. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the girl wouldn't answer her. So the stepmother's spiteful speeches didn't impress the neighbours who got to know of the girl's good fortune. And just like in any other typical folktale, before a few days passed, a man came to her father to ask for her hand in marriage mm. with her son. Mm. It's like every time a girl comes back with money remember the one who died and came back yeah. and then she was like with money and then some guy came it's like every time like god it's like they can smell a rich girl they're like yeah <laughs> it's true it's true it's true it's true but also it means that when you get your money out men come for you <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's also the lesson learned that's what the lesson learned <laughs> The moral of this story and is... The man's going to get your money up, <laughs> sis. And the men will be coming for you. So, um, the wedding took place and the girl followed her young husband to his home, as you do. So, everything went well there. However, her husband and his family thought it was strange that they never saw her laugh or smile. Oh, she still ain't laughing. She still ain't laughing. Hey, the God said don't laugh or smile. She's not going to laugh or smile. So he, he, he didn't give her time. No, he just said don't laugh or smile never... and left. Mm-hmm. So See, that's the fine print <laughs> right there. So after some time, a baby boy was born and everything was going well until the child was about five years old and his grandmother, so the husband's mum, who had never been able to satisfy her curiosity, said to him, next time your mother gives you milk, Say you won't take it unless she smiles at you. So tell her, if you don't smile, you will cry. 
And if she still doesn't smile, then you will die. This is what the grandma said to the little kid to say to his mom. I mean, no. Yeah, like what the hell? Like, so why? Yeah. So the child did as his grandmother told him, but um, his mom would not smile. So he began to cry, and she still paid no attention. So he kept on screaming until he died. Oh. Yeah, he actually died. Damn, he he he, he took it too far, man. Like what else? Like, if I was a grandma, I'd be thinking, oh, I didn't actually tell me to. Like, I didn't mean it literally. Yeah, bro, like, like if I told you to jump off a bridge, <laughs> would you jump? Uh, <laughs> a kid probably. A, a kid, five year old. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So after this, his body was wrapped in a mat and carried out to a bush because Banya Rwanda don't bury their dead as a religion, so they just carry the the bodies of the dead to bushes. Um, so the poor mother mourned, but she still couldn't disobey Imana's commandment. She still wouldn't laugh or smile. So, I mean, why would she be smiling then? I don't know. <laughs> Coping mechanism. <laughs> After some well, when you laugh at like inappropriate times, <laughs> like it's only at the funeral she's like, oh, you know what, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> No. So after some time, another baby boy was born. Um, and when this boy was old enough, the grandmother said the same thing to this baby. So she said the same thing. And as a result, the boy died and was once again carried out to the bush. I need to know how they're actually dying. For, I think from crying so much. That's, that's what it says. Okay. Non-stop crying, I guess. They just overexerted themselves and died. Where's the father in all of this? Bro, like, where's the father in anything? Joking. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> um, so, um, once again, another baby was born after some time. This time it was a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the girl was about three years old, her mother one evening took her to the bush where, you know, they buried, not buried, where they laid their babies so long ago and cried to Imana. Oh, okay, that's where it's going. I, th- I thought she was like, oh, this is where you're gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Just showing you now. No, no, no. So she took the, the baby girl there and cried to Imana, the God. She said, Yi Baba we, which means, oh, my father. Oh, Imana, Lord of Rwanda, I have never once disobeyed you. Will you not save this little one? So she looked up and Imana was standing before her looking as kind as he had when she first met him. And he said to her, come here and see your children. I've brought them back to life. You may smile now. And so she did. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> so it only took her losing two children, I guess. So they they ran to her and Imana touched the woman's face and she became young again, because obviously time had passed and she aged. Mm. So now he touched her face and she became young again and more beautiful than ever. He gave her new skin and new teeth. And he gave her beautiful cloth and beads to wear once again. And he told his servants to fetch some cows and went with her and her children home. So when her husband, there he is, he's made an appearance, (laughs) saw her coming. (laughs) When he saw her coming, he couldn't believe his eyes. The man was too stunned to speak. He was like, what? My wife? She looks like- Cue that Stormzy clip. So he invited them into the house and they all sat down and Imana said to him, look at your wife and children. 
You've got to make them happy and live comfortably with them. You will soon see her smiling at you and at them as well. It was I who forbade her to laugh and some wicked people went and set the children on to try and make her laugh and they died. I can just imagine the grandma like in the corner somewhere thinking, Yeah, some wicked people. Uh, yeah. All dead. <laughs> For me. So, Amina said, now I've brought them back to life. Here they are with their mother and see that you live happily together. You need to make them happy, basically, for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, Imana is a god, so he knows everything in it. Mm -hmm. So he said, as for your mother, he said to the husband, I'm going to burn her in her house because she did a wicked thing. However, I will leave you to enjoy all her belongings because you have done no wrong. Damn. Uh, that, that, that curious grandma didn't get away with it, unfortunately. That's so, then Imana vanished from their sight, and while they were still gazing in astonishment, because obviously this is a god, a great black cloud gathered over the grandmother's hut, and after a dazzling flash, the hut and everyone and everything in it burned into ashes. And before they'd even begun to recover from the shock, Imana appeared again in a blind. I haven't recovered from the shock. Wait. <laughs> well, you can't. They didn't. <laughs> so Imana um, appeared again in the blinding light and said to the husband, remember my words and all shall be well with you. And a moment later, he was gone. And they all lived happy in <laughs> Damn. So that's the story. It's pretty cool. It's got a lot of... <sighs> definitely got a lot of interesting aspects to it. You know, a new vibe to Curiosity, curiosity Killed the Cat. That is a whole new vibe to that. Um, I mean... Yeah, but to be honest, I think I need to realise that that grandmother was really evil because yeah. after the first one, I knew that she died. Died because of that you. He died, yeah, he did you it again. the second one to do the same thing. That's pure evil. Yeah, knowing that the child would die. Yeah, yeah, that's pure evil. Yeah. And, and that, you, you know, you need to start cutting off people even if they're family. And she definitely would have done it to the third yeah, one. Yeah, third one. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, yeah, she deserved it. All she it. had to do was ask the girl, why don't you smile? I'm sure yeah. she could have said, I can't smile because God told Yeah, me. and either way, it's not your business. It's not your business. It's not man. your business. How is it affecting you personally? It's not your business. So anyway, that's my African folktale. It all started with veneers and ended with a oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's what I said. <laughs> it was an ice Yeah, yeah, yeah. These girls just want the new teeth, you know? But I guess there's something in there about not new teeth, not smiling, I don't know. Ah, <laughs> oh, teeth, smiling. Yeah, because she, uh, obviously she got the new teeth so she could... Um, but then all this time, she couldn't even use the teeth as in, you know, you see your teeth mm, when you smile, like... Mm, so, mm. like, she got the new teeth and everything. And she's I mean, still, there's a way to laugh without showing your teeth. I saw, you know, from the office, Michael Scott doing the no tea smile. Like, yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay, yeah. so that was the African folktale. Yeah. And so next we have our African, African proverb of the week. That's it. <laughs> My tongue's got tired there. <laughs> This time, we'll be saying it uninterrupted. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is shaking. Pop, pop, pop. 
That is shade. We love. Go back to last episode. I will tell you African proverb of the week. And it's simply <clears throat> mm. a child's hand is not burned by the hot yam, which is placed onto his palm by his mother. Oh, wait, 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 sorry. I've I'll say that again. You said simply. There's a lot of steps in this proverb. <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> okay. A child's hand is not burned by the hot yam, which is placed onto his palm by his mother. Okay. What does that mean? So what it means is that a child's... <laughs> <laughs> what it means what? is that... So imagine if there's like um, hot food or whatever. Yeah. And your mum is giving it to you. Yeah. She would have been the one to hold it first. So she would hold it until it's not hot anymore. Oh. And then she'll give it to you. So then your hand doesn't burn. Yeah, it's like so of she takes the burden, she yeah. takes the pain, and she makes oh. sure that you're shielded from it. What a lovely little significant Mother's Day, International it Women's is Day. An amazing. I have a um, proverb. We love yeah, it. it tell, it's a tale of like, sacrifice yeah. and love um, and a mother's warmth. Um, and yeah, I thought that we should bring that to you. That's so great. Take this into your week, your month. Um, and you know, remember your mother. As long as it's not like that grandmother in your photo. <laughs> <laughs> your mother, your auntie, your grandma, any important woman in your life. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know, give them a hug, say thank you. Give yeah. them a little text message saying that you love them. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not even doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and you know. Um, so that, that was this episode. It was really fun, it was great. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I honestly. You guys did too. We had a great time filming it. You know, um, I hope you had a great time listening to it. Yeah, it was good to, like, this is like our first episode ever stepping away from the Yoruba. I love my Nigerians, but stepping away from the Yoruba um, mythology side. And mm. it's actually quite interesting to see other African inspired mythologies and everything. Yeah, and their pumpkins and rich yeah. history. And we'll be delving deeper into a lot more. Um, I just love it. Yeah, yeah. The next one we are going to is Egyptian. We're doing the Egyptian. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot there, a lot there. So it might be a few episodes, but we want to learn. We want to learn. We'll learn together. And if you really loved, like, our story of Shasi, Chikraxi, um, we do have our painting and prints of our painting up on our website. So, you know, why don't you just... You know, buy yourself a splash of sun, and you know. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't make it to Tenerife, take take, take our Tenerife take our, to you. Yeah, take our chassis yeah. painting home mm-hmm. to you. And even and if you do go to Tenerife, still take the painting. And do you know what's cool? Like when you buy the painting or the print and hang it in your house, whenever someone comes and says like, "Oh, what's that?" you can tell them the story. Yeah, you, like, you yourself can be like, "Yeah, this is the sun mother." The mother goddess, and you can tell them the story. And you can tell them the whole history of yeah. how it evolved. You will be that knowledgeable person. You look so cool. You actually look so cool. Yeah, we like, did that. Let, let us know when you do that because we will mm. literally be so happy. Yeah, honestly. So, yeah, <laughs> that is this episode. Yeah, um, with, we're thinking of doing like mini Oh, yes. So, so, let us know what you think about that. But we're literally thinking of doing like shorter versions of like yeah. um, these episodes. 
It could literally be More as often. short as like 10 minutes and we just tell one quick story. Yeah, one quick fire story. Um, and we kind of want to do it because obviously we know we do these like monthly. So we yeah. want to add some mini shows in there for you guys so you can listen to a bit more of us and our African mythology. Yeah, and we get to find out more. So it's a win-win. But all we want you to do is, you know, hit up the reviews and um, let us know what you want. And if there's any special um, gods, goddesses or pantheons that you want us to delve into. Or maybe if you want to correct us on something that we might have said that, you know. Yeah, I mean, we got told the other day that Yemoya is actually Yemoja. Yemoja. Although, you know, we do say it in different ways. So, you know, um, I mean, feel free to let us know. Feel free to let us know. Any We're dialogue, being educated Yeah, any conversation And you're being good. educated as well, as we are. So, yeah. Amazing. This has been um, this episode. We have been Art Myth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go again. Okay. So, this has been this episode of Art Mythos. We have been your host, Solomon Adjoa. Adjoa Solomon. Solomon. Whichever way you want to see. You have a fantastic day, week, month, year, life. That is (laughs) covered all the bases. (laughs) And shout out to all women. Shout out to all women everywhere. Shout out to everybody that is a woman.